Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good afternoon, everybody. Oh, it is. Uh, go, hello, good afternoon, and welcome. Well, we David whatever. Frost would love it. Well, sorry, sorry, people. Old reference. Um, well, I'm old. Twenty seventh <laughs> of February. It's the day after Everton got four points back for not playing the game of football. A record-breaking day. The Premier League didn't reference it on their news feed yesterday that Everton became the first club ever to get given four points. Um. I'm st- I'll be honest. What a I... shame we didn't win at the weekend. We could have said the first team ever to get seven points mm-hmm. in a week. Well, we got five points for the draw, yeah, yeah, which we referenced yesterday. Seven in a week, yeah. um, <laughs> which is not possible normally. Um, I was happier yesterday than I am today. Why? Have you read the judgment? I've read bits of it, but I still, I still struggle with bits of it. <laughs> I, I struggle to see where the. A made-up sanction has come being put in, and they've taken six points from it. I I struggle to see when part of it says Premier League points are more valuable than points in other leagues because of the monetary thing that they've still equated what we've done to two wins in the Premier League, mm. which I find it. But it, it is what it is, and that's fine. So now they're going to use six points every time someone goes over as a standard. So we all know. But well, we don't know that. Exactly, and this is why I'm not happy. That's what I'm saying. If they were, if now the Premier League said, you go over, it's six points. And then you can... Well, Our case will clearly yeah. become a reference point for future cases. Mm. See, I've got a feeling after this year, this will never be used again. I'm not saying Everton will be the only, because I think Forrest will get done as well. But I've, wrong I've got a feeling Everton it's and Forrest too, will become it? the only two that are ever done at this level. deduction. Maybe not even a points deduction. Maybe it'd be like three points for breaching. So you all know where you are. I just don't know if they will... I don't know if everyone will be comfortable. Can I offer an opinion? You can. Yeah, I'm just saying what I think will happen, but, but it could... It could the Premier League, one hopes, mm. right, have learnt from this. <laughs> and the one thing that the EFL have, which the Premier League do not have... Mm is a method for determining what the sanction should be once you've determined the points deduction is the sanction, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. So if they're going to have on the statute, you may get a points deduction. They should say, and if you do, this is how it's calculated. Mm. Now, the new Premier, um, if, um, UEFA rules, they have a nice little table that tells you if you breach by this, that's your punishment. If you breach by this, that's your punishment. They should just do something like that. 
So in your point, and it doesn't matter what the numbers yeah, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. you say, if you breach, and don't mm. forget, the 105 is the upper threshold. Yeah, of course, yeah. You breach once you go above 15, mm. right? And the lower threshold is the slap on the wrist type one, right? And obviously, the further you go up there, the more, if you will, um, special measures you go into. Mm. But once you're over at 105, you get referred to an independent commission. Mm. When it lands at the independent commission, everybody should know, uh-oh, Club X have been referred to the independent commission so we know they're getting at least x points mm. whether it's one two three four five six whatever it is right mm. and then if they're really naughty they get more mm. right now clearly the efl do it slightly different as they say you get 12 but for being good we start knocking them off mm. so it depends which way around you want to do it mm. uh, but clearly if you're going to impose the sanction after the first court case not after the last court case mm. right then shocking a premier league team with a minus 12 point deduction and then they go to appeal and it ends up as two points is crazy mm. right so they just need to be truly objective and i think what um this case he's done or helped as he's he's been quite critical i think mm. of the premier he league. has been very critical yeah he's tried to use as, as much references as he can some mm. of them are a bit spurious you know like you know Dynamo Moscow or whatever, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but bless them, poor Derby County get a reference because mm. they got taken to the cleaners by the AFL, which is crazy, yeah. which was mad, and they're still recovering from it. Mm -hmm. But but what he has done is laid down some things which can become anchor points, and and the phrasing and stuff like that helps that. And he he, he uses phrases like a minimum of six points is appropriate. Mm. So so yes, a future judge, surely when faced with the breach of PSR i.e. next week, if that's where Nottingham Forest are going, will start with a view, if it's proven that they have breached PSR, you know, they take all the mitigations into effect and all those sorts of things, they're going to get at least six points. Yeah. And then you say, well, how much more can they get? Because that's a bit like phase one of what Richard Masters wanted, which seems quite punitive to me, but they've concluded it's just, they're the words he used. Um, but the maximum should be less than going into administration, mm. which is currently nine points. So my conclusion is Nottingham Forest, if they breach, will get, or if they have breached, will get between six and eight points deducted. And if Everton have breached, they will also get between six and eight points deducted. Mm. Both of those potentially subject to mitigation. But what he has also said, this KC, yeah. you shouldn't double count. Mm. And of course, when we go into court, whenever we're supposed to go into court on this thing, um, when the case for Nottingham Forest will already have been heard and announced, mm -hmm. so that then becomes a precedent for our case as well, mm. Yeah, then we're going to go, well, hang on a minute, but haven't we already been punished for this? <laughs> And that's the removal of double counting, isn't it? Mm. So it'd be interesting if it's accepted at the next case for us that some of the numbers in this PSR can't be used because we've already been punished for them. Mm. I struggle to see why we're even having a, a court case at all. Yeah. Well, we've just been talking, haven't we, just before we come on? Yeah. About certain... Um certain numbers and if you do those numbers it 
it doesn't add up because Everton, if he, but again, he, they will take that on. Depends how much the next commission take that. If they take this felon and go, you know what, he was good and, you know, if they've come up with the six points now, so he's kind of done our job for us, so we can go in and go, yeah, we agree with this fella, the six well, points. Well, that's what will happen, yeah. Right? So if that's the case, then they should also take his his um, view view that Everton have been done for two-thirds of this anyway. Yes. So if we're going to give Everton any kind of points, if we are, then we either we are, we, the thing we have to look at is right. Okay, we will still give Everton the six points. However, we can't punish them because they've already been punished for two of the years. Therefore, Everton get two points taken off because it's a third of the punishment. Blah de blah. Yeah, yeah. yeah or, if they get a sanction of two points, if they get a sanction, they get a sanction of two points. Or like what you were just saying, then if they accept that Everton have been punished for those two years. Then you're almost starting back at naught. So therefore, Evans yeah, can get and, and any. I, I've got two views on this. Evans have to have a, like you were saying, a hundred. Yeah, yeah. Reach by crazy. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, um, I have two views on this. Mm? One is is almost a question for the football clubs, isn't it? Which is if the first two of the three years we know what the the PSR number is mm. because the judges told us mm. it's fifty five million and ten million. That's sixty five million. Yeah. We don't know what the third PSR number no, is, no, no. and the, the, even the, the statutory accounts haven't been published by Everton yet, mm -hmm. so that's a bit disappointing. But all of us can do the sums. 105 minus 65 equals 40. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we have a PSR number, allegedly, of 40. Mm -hmm. A loss of 40 under PSR. Mm -hmm. And therefore, that's why we've been referred. However, that referral surely came about before this judge made the view that you can't double count mm. right so if you can't use the minus 55 and the minus 10 because we've already been penalized against that then our psr threshold is still 105 but we've got no carry forward from previous years so it's only the number for 2023 that actually counts it's a bit like saying the psr for 2023 is uh, 21 which is zero plus 22 which is zero because they've already been used plus whatever 23 is so mm. actually if our losses in psr terms and they can't possibly be this people by the way are more than 105 million mm. then we're banged to rights but yeah. if it's less than 105 million isn't that no case to answer should be yeah is and it paul joyce is just uh, and Everyone will have a view now. The double jeopardy factor is likely to be treated as major mitigation factor, and it could mean Everton receive a deduction of one to three points on the next charge. So therefore, two points, like you said, because that will be a third of the because they've been done for two. But no, what he's saying is we'll get um, three or five points. No, one to three. Everton will the get deduction a, of the, the, oh he means deduction Everton will lose and either one, one to three points from sorry we'll get another punishment of one to three points yeah, yeah. where my argument might be none mm -hmm. because the only way it's two ways around it isn't it right mm -hmm. and that's what's going on and I think a bit like I like the idea that it's just so much per five million you know mm. yeah without, well that makes more any sense of this stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, more smaller sense. breach smaller punishment right and, and this automatic six points thing still doesn't help someone who's just over, mm. does it? Because what we now know is, if you, it, again, it, clearly one hopes it wouldn't happen, but just for, for illustration, if you're a penny over 105 million, you're going to get six points deducted.
if you're 250 million over, you're going to get eight. Mm. Hello. But you know, said madness. That, said that. So all that is about common sense, isn't it? Mm. Right. But common sense also says that, and often the law doesn't work with common sense, mm. that if you've already been punished once, you don't apply the punishment and then discount it down. Right. Mm -hmm. Because if we, and, and I know there's a moral bit here that says, yeah, but you have gone over. When, you, the when the rules were started, if you were over 105 in any year, then you're going to get done. So, so it sounds to me that the difference between doing things right and doing the right thing, mm -hmm. doing the right thing is we should get a points deduction for this second charge. Mm -hmm. But it, in my view, and I, I'm interested now that Paul Joyce says one to three, I don't know why he thinks one, but my version of one would be, you have to have a points deduction, therefore I'll give you the lowest points deduction I can give you, mm. and that is one. I think it'll be two, because I think... Well, two is, has logic to it. I think they'll have some logic and just go... Because that's one third yeah. of, of what the punishment yeah, would have been. Done. Yeah, so you've been done. Um, so, so maybe he's just being cute because two mm. is in between one and three. Who knows? The fella who was uh, chasing City... Um, but SLB is it? Yeah, he's come on and decided yeah. he knows everything about Everton's books. He knows all the, the numbers in Everton's books, apparently. All right, good man. Said Forrest will only get one to three points taken off them. Why? It's because they've only been in it for one year, so they'll only get. He doesn't read the rules then, does he? Let's see, look at Well, he's, a, he's clueless and he says he chased them for a reason. But a talk sport have given their time, I don't The 105 million threshold mm. is reduced by 22 million per year that you're not in the Premier League. So their threshold is 44 million less than 105. Okay. And if they've exceeded it, they get punished. Mm. And it will be seen as a significant breach if it's on or around or above what Everton have had. Mm. You can't have Everton breaching a rule by 20 million, someone else breaching it by bigger and getting a smaller punishment. You just can't have that. And I don't know why anyone would suggest it is. Well, if that was the case, then we'd have it out there pure and simply the Premier League want to relegate Everton. Um, that would be out there. I mean, even Andy Goldstein, who I've got, you know, I don't have any time for that radio station at all, but even he said, it's only two things. One, they're determined to relegate Everton, or two, they're incredibly stupid. I think they're the latter's. Possibly. I actually think it's the, the, the first one. <laughs> they should be pleased that it's the first one, because that means they're not incredibly stupid. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's, a, it's both. I think they are incredibly stupid, yeah. and they want to relegate Everton. They're making it up as they go along, mate, yeah. ultimately. And yeah. Dom King said that today, hasn't, hasn't he? He's joined the, the, the crescendo of they're making it up as they go along. Mm -hmm. And and because they've got, they being the Premier League, have got themselves into this situation where, in the, you know, in, let's just accept for a moment, I know you have a different view, um, potentially, but let's just accept for a minute that they are independent, these mm. KCs. Yeah. And so they just apply law mm. and objectivity. And there's nothing in any, of the, particularly this appeal thing, there's nothing in there which would lead anyone to conclude that Forrest are going to get smaller deductions simply because they weren't in the Premier League for the first two years. The mm. rules are the rules and that's what they'll use. And I mean, my view is, and yours is, and you've been banging on it, we all have, I think, points are wrong. And this is why it's wrong, because it's ultimately subjective, isn't it? Mm -hmm. The whistle <laughs> goes at the end of the game. If you've scored more points and more goals than the other team, you win. But this isn't like that, because when you go to an independent commission, it's a different group. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's a different judge. 
he's got different insights, he's got different pre um, precedents, and the only precedent that the judge who does Nottingham Forest will have is what's just happened to Everton. Mm. And I'm telling you, I would not like to be anybody associated with a decision which resulted in, if, because we don't know yet, but if their breach is bigger and their punishment is not bigger, that's bad. If their punishment is smaller, hell to pay. There really will be. But in what way, though? Because I because Everton have been, Evertonians have been trying to, you know, make their appeal known, their feelings known for three months. It hasn't done anything, has it? It's the Premier League. Because in paragraph 108 of the ruling, when the Premier League were pushed on this and trends and all that, they only wanted to give one. Uh, Everton one point back. Yeah. One point back. Now, if that isn't the Premier League going after Everton, for, so they wanted it to equal administration, um, which is what you get for administration. So I think it's quite clear the Premier League's view of Everton Football Club, um, a club... You know, the same competition. They never justified it, did they? No, they haven't justified anything. None of it's justified. The same competition allowed Chelsea to spend 600 million in a season and not breach. Um, the Premier League have shown, in my opinion, they they only care about six clubs. The, the board I'm talking about, because quite clearly there's 20 clubs in it, but the board, which is masters, the chair, the chairwoman, yeah. all of them, they only care about the teams at the top. They know they're getting the big clubs. You mean, yeah, not the small the big ones. clubs. Yeah, they're getting. We know the independent regulators going to be passed in Parliament. It's, I think Andy Byrne said it's either the end of this week or next week that'll get passed. So that's Masters are on his ear, thankfully, um, and no one should touch him with a barge pole. Um, and we'll see where we go from there. But they have, they want to take Everton down because we had a go at them over the Super League, mm. which is why. They decided halfway through building a stadium that Everton couldn't use that process anymore that they said was okay. Yeah. We couldn't include it anymore halfway through a build, which is absolutely insane. Um and everything they've done since this the the ownership decision. Again, I've seen it somewhere else. So that's twice two different journalists have referenced a maximum of twelve weeks for the football club to be notified whether or not it's likely to be passed. Everton haven't been told 24 enough. weeks on. Double yeah. the time. That's vindictive. Well, we did the round robin, didn't we? Mm. Um, I know I was the one who did it, but we did it for the channel. Mm. It must be two or three weeks now since we did that. Mm. And and we asked each of the major players in this. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Premier League's view, we don't talk about it. Yeah. You know? Talk about anything, Yeah, apparently. Everton's view... Not to do with us because mm. it isn't. Because Everton, in this sense, are all employees. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It's not to do it's with not them. The football it's a, club. It's yeah. a sale by Fahad Mashiri, mm. the Triple Seven Football Group. Yeah. And Triple Seven Football Group said, um, helpfully, mm. whether you believe them or not, but why lie, that they had been told by the Premier League it would be mid to late February. Mm. Well, late February is For right two upon days us. Left, yeah. Is right upon us. Um, and then the Premier League last week didn't they ask? Triple seven more questions, mm. <clears throat> and I was speaking to someone uh, coming in. Is here. that being confirmed though? Which that they ask more questions? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, curiously, one of the two groups that wouldn't talk 
gave the view that yes, they had asked more questions. But you can take a half full and half empty version of that. So let's start with a half empty version, which is they asked more questions because they'd made a commitment to delivering a result by a certain date. They didn't think they wanted to do it. Therefore, they asked more questions to kick the can down the road. Mm. That might be the one that gets popular traction. The um, half full version is that they had sent the decision to the independent oversight panel. Yeah, this is what I've heard. Yeah. They sent the decision, and I started talking about this a number of weeks ago, but they sent the decision to the independent oversight panel, mm. which normally is, is believed it should take about a week, mm. which would have tied up with it being sort of last week. And they asked a question or questions, which the Premier League didn't know the answer to, so they asked triple seven. Again, doesn't surprise me. Which doesn't surprise us. So all that considered suggests mm. that maybe what triple seven got told mid to late Feb it's true mm. because there's a little bit of assumption we can make that suggests it's with the independent oversight panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that means if it's with the independent oversight panel, the decision has already been made, mm. which is just that we don't know what it is. Yeah. And if you think that we sat here last week, this points deduction decision had already been made. Yeah, because we just didn't lawyers, know what it was because yeah. it was with the lawyers. Mm. So fingers crossed that one way or another, yeah, we get a resolution. We get a resolution because that gets that monkey off our back mm. as well. Mm. It may put a different, heavier one on it, depending on oh, what the might. decision is. Whatever, yeah. um, but at least we will know. Mm. And I think what's disappointing generally is because it's fine for a Richard Masters to say, um, you know, fun, you know, football without fans is nothing. Mm. But I, I would wager that the reason we didn't get this decision a week ago was more to do with the Premier League than anyone else. Absolutely. Um, 100% more to do with the Premier League. Therefore... They made Everton fans wait another week. They've been doing it vindictively. Now, maybe it would have played out slightly differently if we'd have took the decision with our tail between our legs and just got on with it. And the fans wouldn't have protested mm. and made... Do you mean the approach Nottingham Forest what seems Forest to be trying to take? Forest have just gone, yeah, all right. We're naughty. Let's you get know, it done quickly. Off, right? Maybe it would have been slightly different. I imagine human nature, because I, I believe from different people, I've, this has never been confirmed, but you hear things. Masters is fuming. With Absolute, what? With Evan. Hates Evan. Oh, does he? This, the fans and stuff, because of the, because he's been highlighted, obviously. They've they've put a big torch on the, the, mm. the inept uh, job that he is doing. Well, if, if what Everton fans are saying and or doing mm. is in any way wrong... Mm and can be proven to be wrong, i.e. factually, then mm. we'd happily hear, read it out loud, wouldn't we? Mm. That's wrong because, mm. that's wrong because, but he, that's but wrong because. what I'm saying is he hasn't, like human nature would, what would you, if, if everyone's going after you, you would naturally go, because that's just human nature. You don't go, oh, you know what? I don't blame the Evertonians for calling me corrupt well, or saying I do this. Football or... managers decide to personally dislike footballers and not pick them, right, as really, a consequence. Yeah, exactly, right. Yeah. So why shouldn't Richard Masters say, I bloody hate them ever, yeah. fans? So, right? they, so therefore, but, but that's, he, but, to me, is where the vindictive. But he should have £2 million a year of professionalism that says that does not impact... Human nature. Managers should. Yeah, I know. Don't. I know. Human I nature. I sit here as someone in the mm. past mm. who has been able to exercise that professionalism. Yeah, but that's a... and, and lots of people do exercise it every single day. And lots don't. Well, I know, but the ones who don't are wrong, right? Well, that's and... he would, well, whatever. He ne wouldn't sit here and admit it, but I'm saying it's No, I'm sure nature. he wouldn't. It's human nature to go, Houston. Oh, yeah. Let's make life very difficult for you. Chelsea, don't forget, 
were allowed to have their thing kicked down the road. They can down the road mm. because Todd Bowley just took over. So let you get your feet under the desk. I've before. never heard that. I heard you saying that before. Because yeah. it was out, it's out there. Yeah, the, well, the reason I, why I don't Chelsea, the reason why yeah. Chelsea have been I think a bit because of it's a new ownership. That sounds like crap briefing from the Premier League, to be honest, doesn't well, it? Well, whatever it is. So if Everton would have had triple seven passed in December, would it not have been for triple seven to go? There's nothing under our thing, Gov. We're going to get all this sorted for you. So therefore, give us some time. Give us, give us some time. But the Premier League didn't want that. And that's why now I feel, and I do, I'm like you, I think it's with the the people to, it's basically oversight panel they can't even they can't say no by the way the oversight panel no no sorry they, they don't it's change, lead, they just they, make sure everything they don't ready. change the decision yeah. they just make sure that the right mm. process has been so followed. therefore I imagine by the end of the week we'll know one way or the we'll other we'll know one way or, or the some other. fancy journalists will get told and, they, yeah. um, and therefore there'll be people can draw a line under that and we have to move forward from there I mean this will be news today and tomorrow and then maybe someone will move on to the mm. ownership issue so we're on the eight-year anniversary yeah, of happy Farad. Birthday, Farad. Yeah. Nice yeah. one, Farad. Superb since you've come in. out quite as he hoped. Not turned out how I hoped, mate. Yeah. I was dancing in the studio, I think, when he took over, thinking this is all we needed. We yeah. just needed. We had yeah. a good side. I mean, don't go back and look at the team we had when he took over because you will cry when you look at what we sit and watch now. Mm. Um, and I think it's fair to say He's absolutely balls the whole thing up. And I think I'm on the being, fence there, aren't you? I'm sitting on the fence. I think I could have probably been a little bit more clearer on my I got told off by my dad for um for swearing a bit too much lately. I did, I did say the pressure was getting to me a bit. So I will refrain from saying what I want to say and what I would say when the cameras aren't on. Um but I will use the same message. I just won't use the same language. But he's cocked it up and I don't think if you would have put it in the hands of two diehard copites, they could have done a worse job. I really not unless it was deliberate. No, I mean deliberately trying to do a worse job. I don't think they could have done a you worse reckon? job. Honestly, from you look at the team when he took over Farad, we had Romelu Lukaku, John Stones, Delafeu, McCarthy, Barry Baines, Coleman, Jack Yelka, mm. Tim Howard. Yeah, just um, and I'm Kevin Morales. We had players who all walk into our team, like moonwalk into our team. Like, Do you know now. what people say right hang now? On, hang I'm on. sorry, mate. I thought so done. they come out, They you take that over, and there's a big pile of money there. And because, rightly or whatever you like Bill Kennedy or hated Bill Kennedy, whatever, the club was ready to spend money because it hadn't really been spending the money. There was a small amount of debt rate, relatively speaking. And also, PSR was a thing, but it wasn't a thing because, again... Another me, the way I've seen this play out, I refuse to believe nobody's breached in the 10 years either. But hey-ho, let's park that for a minute. That team was ready to pop. Good manager, get a good manager. They didn't, they went and chose someone who shouldn't have even been near our football club. And there was a big pot of money. And really, I look at what they did across the park. If Everton could have got a Jürgen Klopp at that time, Everton could have popped and been winning trophies, Champions League and all that because they had a big pile of money and they already had a core of mm. really good players. And since then, the eight years, I, I, if you'd have sat me down when it was announced he'd taken over and said, in eight years, me and you'll be doing a show where Everton are facing relegation. They've already had points laughed, deducted. 
and they might be getting more points deducted and they can't spend a penny and you've got this player and that player and there's no pace in the team and blah de blah and 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 I would have gone, John, go and sit down in a dark room and breathe. It was um you're right. I mean I remember vividly when I heard this because mm. I was on um what's the bloody place where the park is on the Mersey? By the festival. Gardens. Festival Gardens, yeah. No, no. Otterspool. Yeah. So I was walking along the river at Otterspool when the mm. phone rang mm. and it was um, Phil Kirkbride. Remember him, people? Yeah, he used Phil to work for the Echo. Yeah. And I went, what's he ringing me for? Mm. And he goes on the phone and he naturally assumes I know. Yeah, of course. So he's saying, oh, I didn't see this coming. What? This? I didn't think that was... Mate, you're going to have to tell me what it is. Because you were chairman of the shareholders. I was, yeah. And, and so it came out of the blue. Mm. But um, Farhad turned out to be more Viv Nicholson, didn't he? You know, spend, 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 you know, mm. um, and, and so on. I mean, it's in the judgment there about what he expected, which was three or four years of really heavy spending. At that point, you have an on-field success. And, well, basically the city model, really. Yeah. You course. get to the point where you're winning things, you're finishing high up the table consistently. So you get more you're in the yeah. Champions League, you're getting money. And if you like the you owner's income down, ha has yeah, to yeah. come down. Um, and I, I, I like, I say sometimes, particularly we're talking about bloggists. I've done two blogs in my bloody life, right? Mm. One way was how fans could own the stadium. The other one was about Romelu. Because yeah, what Romelu yeah. wanted to see was some sign that we were serious. Mm. And I did a blog and it, again, it will be this eight years old, presumably, mm. or ish, seven years old, where I basically said, pay him 250 grand a week. Imagine Everton paying a player £250,000 a week six, seven years ago. Mm. We'd have thought that was madness, wouldn't we? <laughs> but if I kept him here for three years and it's cheaper than replacing him because of the amortisation of transfer mm. fees, it would have been an absolute bargain. Mm. Could you then imagine finishing higher up the league? So we're going to do a revision of history now, aren't we? But you then go to a short step that says we are doing what you just said mm. we are going up the league we are tantalizingly close to champions league so john stone signs a new contract mm. right a bit like branthwaite did last summer whenever it was thinking i'm young i can be here another year or two mm. romelu was young mm. right you've got those two rock solid icons in your team mm. and as you said you've got all these other players around it mm. And you suddenly and Ross think Barkley, Ross would never have gone anywhere else. No. You know, probably he wishes. Go anyway. I was going to say probably wishes he hadn't. Right. Um, and before you know it, you're thinking actually it's it's the dream we always had, mm. right? And without the need for because our base would have been higher than City's, for example, yeah. without the needs for allegedly cooking the books and all that mm. sort of stuff, because we'd have had organic growth. Mm. The stadium event would have happened sooner. Mm. Okay, maybe. Um, a little silver on, on the cloud is that we've ended up with a site that we perhaps wouldn't have ended up God, with yeah, and, yeah. and so so forth so it, it, you just couldn't screw it up more mm. than it's been screwed up but if you look at the lackadaisical absent-minded approach to decision making mm. all of that would have been made less impactful from a negative point of view if the leadership had been any good mm. Yeah. Because what we need to remember is that the behaviour of, say, Bill Kenrice as the chair with his manager or managers as they became was when if you're objective about it and draw a line in the sand, you say, pre-Mashiri, we're a well-run football club. Mm. Well, we were, weren't we? Okay. We, we, we got, had no money. But we, we got good value from yeah. the money that we spent mm. and the alleged 
all we need is that billionaire mm. to bring the money that we can kick on. Mm. And that's what we all expected, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and, and yet it's also true, isn't that, that in later years, people would use phrases like anyone but Bill Kenwright would do better than this, mm. you know? And, and, and as time has elapsed and the passing of him, I suppose, and stuff like that, then it all becomes focused, the spotlight as one individual who was just a bit too absent-minded, had too much money, disposable income mm. from his dividends, mm. pouring regularly out of USM, yeah. so that he could pee a couple of hundred million pound up the wall every year and not and still his net that worth matter. his net worth mm. would still increase. Yeah. And then he logically moved, and we could perhaps if we looked back at it, we could probably figure out when he did it, from I'm putting a huge amount of focus in making the squad better to putting all my focus into building a football stadium. Mm. And so his original plan would have been three or four years of heavy spending to mm. get the team sorted out and then move on to closing out the stadium. And, and that, in many respects, that's what he's done. But that would have been But the fine. three or four years of spending didn't produce no. a good team. No, right? because he so. chose wrong. He didn't put a proper leadership group in. He didn't. He should have stripped the board immediately. Mm. Immediately and put his own people in. I don't know why he didn't. It's crazy. It's it, beyond belief. You know, we got brands in and then didn't give listen. Him, didn't listen to him. So that was against everything. Well, he played fantasy football, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Played fantasy football. And, and there's a lot of um, people out there who are um, significant contributors mm? to to the malaise we find ourselves in simply because they got his ear. Mm. Yeah? Yeah, and yeah, none yeah. of those people, oh, sorry, a good chunk of those people never ever worked for the club, <laughs> never ever were close to the club, but they somehow got into the got ear of this owner. Flesh, yeah. Yeah? And, and then you've got a, you know, a revolving door of managers Mm. who found the job far bigger than they could imagine it was. We needed to go and get a Jürgen Klopp. We needed someone who, and I know it's difficult, they don't come around very often, which is why he's one of the, the top two managers in world football, mm. and he's proved that, and he's still proving it right now at Liverpool. Yeah, he's he's yeah. unbelievable. He's unbelievable. The legend um, fuels itself then eventually, when you've earned the right. But he was incredible at no, Dortmund. You, you earned the right. I liked him at Dortmund, and yeah, I, I, I have to yeah. say, I, don't, I like him a lot less at Liverpool, of course. Because it's Liverpool. <laughs> because he, it's Liverpool. Yeah. I think he was like strong. again when he goes somewhere But United, they must be, they're the ones who must be kicking themselves, because he wanted the United job, yeah. and they were on and aaron over him, and went for, for some reason, ended up with Marino when he could have had him, but extraordinary. Anyway. That's it. Because don't forget, Jose Marino was coming to Everton. Of course. In 2016, until United took him. Yeah. You know, and who knows what that was the Hollywood That an, was the Hollywood manager. Well, that was it. And it might yeah. have been an unmitigated yeah. disaster, Josie, but it might not have been because we had good players. And he's a far better manager than Cumans ever been mm. and ever would be. But uh, someone like Jurgen Klopp coming into Everton Football Club at that time with those players mm. and the money. He would have come. You've seen what he did with the academy. Went in and said, "What's the point of this? If you aren't producing players for the football club, me. and we're not producing players to sell to fund yourself, we may as well scrap it. Mm. And we'll just have a reserve team, and we'll have some kids and ex-pros, and we'll know, buy everyone and pros, and we'll spend money. Mm. But he, that wasn't what he wanted no. because he was using the German model. If you've ever watched the coach." Which is a it's ten years older documentary now, but it's in German. It's incredible. But look at Dortmund's engine. Well, they've done it, and they've had a little bit of a slowdown, but still do very well for what they do. But only like Brentford money. and Bright will get a slowdown mm. because others get wise to of them. Of course, yeah. You know, but Everton could have been doing that. Yeah, but what Everton, what Machiri should have done was stop taking shortcuts. 
There so, are no shortcuts. So we tried with cumin. There are no shortcuts. And it didn't work. That's right. Tushil wanted it. And he, he was obsessed with Marco Silva. Listen, Marco's a good coach, but was he really a coach you wanted to hang your hat on at that time? Don't forget, he started Even today. now you wouldn't? No, he's... I, listen, I really like Marco. I he's, do. He's probably one who... Him and Allardyce probably have been cut down probably before they should have been. Yeah. And, and, and just for clarification, I didn't like Sam Allardyce. I had the football. was was dreadful. But he finished eighth and he won games of footy. Mm. I would suggest Everton wouldn't have ever flirted with relegation with Sam Allardyce no. in charge. But that's by the by. But 2017, Tushel was available and wanted the job, mm. was interested. And Mashiri should have gone cap in hand to him because he... All right, he's a, he's tough. You have to. It's hard work. You have to buy into him, but then Everton were in a great position to buy into him because yeah. we weren't Chelsea, we weren't PSG. That's right. We're not buying. We were at, we were a time where we had hard working players and we had good players, mm-hmm. but we had the pot of money and it would have been you do this and you get better. But Everton should have been looking around for who, who can we get? Who is a top? And I know, in all fairness to Mashiri, he wants a Marino. United took him. He wanted Emery and Monchi. They went elsewhere. But they wouldn't let him go. Mm-hmm. And then Arsenal took Emery, didn't mm-hmm. he? And they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't let Trevia wouldn't let Monchi come. Yeah. And he went a year later in the end. Um they popped up a filler and Villa are doing all right at yeah, the minute. Yeah. But he should have been scouring Europe going, Who is a winner? Who has done something at their club? That's remarkable because like I said, I really like Marco, but he started off great with Watford till we lifted our skirts up a little bit and then he won one game in 10 and got sacked. Mm. And that should have been a bit of an alarm bell for Mishiri to go, oh, hang on. And one of those games, we were 2-0 down and with 25 minutes left with a crap team and beat them 3 not with a crap team, but playing crap and beat them 3-2 when we couldn't win any game. Mm. Um, and he'd done that wrong and then, he, like you said, he kept sacking managers. When you add up the accumulation cost of what it's huge. Co- it must be a hundred million. Yeah, we've wasted on just getting managers out the door. You know, it's got some, to be. Hasn't someone it? could do a, a story out there, couldn't they? Could say this is how much it must have cost. You know, and, and particularly when the, the the managers who bring large backroom staffs with them, because mm. you've got to pay all them off as of well. Of course, yeah. Um, and he even made it. Listen, and Carlo. Clearly, Carlo was fantastic. Our frequency of getting rid of managers means that in our nineteen point five million losses, we'll be getting rid of managers. Carlo. Yeah. If you could have took him in 2016 with that team and the money, would have been 100% the correct mm. decision. If you could have took him in the summer of 2018, still with money mm, and true. with the players, it'd have been fantastic. But in 2019, it probably should have been Moyes when he wanted it mm-hmm. because we were already starting to slow down. That's right. We, we were already going, well, we're going to build this stadium now. And Because after that, 2019, the summer of 2020 when Carlo was the manager, was the last time Everton spent any money mm. without bringing a considerable amount in. Yes, true. We spent £60 million pound on Decore, uh, Ben Godfrey, Alan, mm. and obviously we had Hammers on a, a free, yeah, but yeah. he was 200 grand a week, so he we you know, was £10 million a year. After that, every penny we've spent, really, we've brought back in anyway. That's true. Um, Our graph shows that. <laughs> well, exactly, yeah, exactly. So that's, that's for me... He made poor decisions management-wise, but his biggest, biggest, biggest error was he should have changed that board. He should have gone, bump, off your old pop, new CEO, new board in there, six or seven strong, mm. gone big and gone, this is my football club now. Or 
I've put this board in charge of the football. Never is because it's always ours, but you know, whatever. And gone forward for me. So there. easy to do it right, mate. Yeah. And even if he did, even, you know what, John? He, and I don't know why you would do it, but even Sorry, if he. It's so much easier yeah. to do it right. But even if he'd have gone, say like 2018, if he'd have gone, this isn't going pause. how I want it Press to be. Pause. Right. Now I'm Let's doing have it. a think of this. Like, like, no disrespect to, to Denise Parapaxendale. But being the chairwoman of the of the mothers of Wavertree, so the next minute running Everton in the community, even though we know Karina Duffy basically ran it and she was just the glorified head at the top, to becoming the deputy CEO of a of Premier a League Premier League football, League football to becoming the CEO of a Premier League football club, I find that ridiculous. I, I would have understood it if it was still Bill Kenwright's small thing and we haven't got any money and we're promoting with it and I'm not against promoting within if people are outstanding but I think at the CEO level it's a huge huge task to drive a football club forward and I think that's where he made the mistake for me he should have gone I'm getting a top class one in because I'm burning money anyway so I may as well go and try and See, people more. would say to me and they've done mm. it in recent times as well mm. particularly when you're talking about potential future owners of the mm. football club you know, and you know, you meet a Don, a Don Dransfield or somebody, mm -hmm. or you meet whoever, whoever, whoever. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And so, anyone who works in industry or in business for any length of time, I mm -hmm. mean, properly, yeah, yeah, right. I can meet you for an hour mm. and just chat over a coffee, of course, right? yeah. And then you, he, oh, Ned can say, so what do you think of that Barry Cass bloke? Mm. Would he be good as our chief executive mm. or what? And you can say in that hour, yes or no, mm. okay. Or someone can be, send me your CV. Mm without your name on it. Yeah, yeah. So would this person be a good candidate? Does this fit the criteria? The executive maybe? of Everton Football Club. Mm. And you'd think to yourself, what well, it's like we talk about Thelwell, right? And mm. you know, his how he searches for players, players with certain attributes, players of a certain age, this, mm. that and the other. And then you 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 do the desk exercise, you, you know, you get someone like the Pivs company or whoever it is who does that sort of stuff for mm. you and says, you've asked for a right-sided midfield player mm. below, the, below the age of 23 who's going to cost you less than 10 million quid, who's over six foot tall mm. and really, really fast. I think Everton's filter's broken on the search. The fast, I think it's broken. Yeah, it doesn't they, exist. They leave it's been deleted. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you get a third-party consultant who's got all the data. Mm. Yeah, and they yeah, convert yeah. into insight for you. Yeah. And they say, here you go. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Here's six. Mm. And then you go off and decide which one of the six you're going to buy, right? Yeah. The same applies with a chief executive. You can get a search firm. We're looking for... I was going to say, yeah, could yeah, we get... We're looking we for a chief that? executive of a football club who should have this sort of background. Mm. And you say, here's the background which is mandatory. Mandatory item number one. They've run a business before. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be a football business, but, they, you know, and it needs to be a relatively small business. It needs to be mm. one where they're, you know, a, a player... You know, player manager, not that they're just sitting at an ivory tower, you know, directing people. But none of that seems to have been done. None of it. I want to pause. Dave, you're massively wrong about Everton being a well-ranked club prior to Machiri. We had to sell Arteta for 10 million to pay a 10 million Barclays line of credit to keep us out of administration. Yeah, but we were rel what we said was we were relatively well-run. Yeah, in comparison to Machiri's time. We were relatively well-run, weren't we? That's just a fact. Mm. A fact. It, it, we didn't say we were perfect because we weren't. I was. I remember fuming at the time. Not so much with Arteta. He, Arteta shafted us. I've said this before. Totally. Massively shafted Everton. 
big time. If um, only there'd been a webcam over the fax machine. Well, exactly. As he's you now <laughs> insisting he's going. Yeah. The day after saying he was staying. And then he anyway. wrote history with his little. Well, exactly. Listen, I've done my bit for the I've club. I've moved on. Yeah. I've moved well, on. Well, you have to. With them now. But, but let's. let's still not... the best little Spaniard we yeah. knew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's not lose sight of it. Arteta shafted us. All these things are relative. At the though. time. But the players, and they, they've got a small. They sure can really want to do whatever. The fair play. Um, but Everton were well run, considering we didn't have money to spend. Mm. We weren't a big income club. We're still True. not now. We didn't. Bill Kenney didn't have money to, to dip into his pocket. So from that aspect, Dave, we were a well-run club. Yeah, sometimes you'll have to sell, but we've just had to sell Richarlison. So things haven't, you know, happened. Liverpool had been a well-run club for a number of years. They were still 34 minutes away from administration. True. So Manchester United, if, you know, if the Glazers said, right, we're whatever, they're a bit 1.2 billion in debt, United. Ratcliffe's just come in, but if Ratcliffe went, I ain't paying them debtors off, and they all come for them. United are go out of business, but you would still go, they're still probably a well-run club because they churn over so much money. Mm. So I think, to be honest, Everton were all right considering we were competing at the top end of the Premier League, which we were for most years when Moyes come in without spending any real money. Can, you know, when you look at it mm. like that, didn't mean we didn't have a couple of years where we were... Listen, it's we didn't sign a play for two years. Yeah, exactly. You're so. not a well-run football club if you select a manager, mm. right? And then before the manager puts a wet signature on a contract, you realise he's the wrong guy. Yeah. And yeah. you go through and with it anyway. It, yeah, which is what we did. And, and now that's an interesting one because that's the lovey-dovey impact. Yeah. Mm. You know, that's an input coming from the chairman, mm. which is the fans really want this manager, <laughs> even if we're not sure. Mm. We need to get him anyway because yeah. they love him, right? And lots of fans did like the name called Cooman as course, being the manager, yeah. you know. And it looked like he'd done a half decent job at Southampton, mm. but that was the only reference point. Yeah, yeah. So if you spin back to your objectivity, mm. and that's the problem with make, doing objective decision making, mm. it might not give you the intuitive answer that you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. And. You could, as you, we've talked about it many times. You, if you can do that for players, you can do that mm. for your chief exec. You can do that for all, for your other key roles, and mm. say if they don't have this experience, it's unlikely that they're going to be the right person for us, mm. right? But you might see a future chief exec who's not ready now, and you bring them on board anyway, mm. because you've got to have succession planning as well. Because every time we picked a chief exec since year dot, if you think about it, Wine has walked away. So Johnny on the spot got it, mm. Elston. Mm. Elston probably got the, the curly finger that said, mate, your time here is numbered. So yeah. if you don't jump, mate, you're going to get pushed. Yeah, so, he was getting chased. So Jenny on the spot gets it, mm. Baxendale. Mm. She walks off in a huff because she can't take the heat mm. either. And bless him, Colin Chong is the only person around mm. who, well, actually there was two, him and Richard Kenyon, I guess, who could take on the role mm. and... The less vocal of the two <laughs> probably got the I mean, less vocal with Denise probably got the job, right? So you end up, we're talking about 10 or 15 years of chief execs, none of whom have competitively won the job. Mm. Crazy. It's crazy. GMAX says the second charge will bring a minimum of a four-point deduction, so it won't. Well, I don't know where he gets no, it. I don't know where from. you're getting that yeah. from, mate. 
It's, it'll be if they get more points, it'll be two points because that's the only way they can break it down. The only reference to minimum in 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 the judgments is six. Mm. So I don't know where four comes. So from. it's either six, but it'll be two. Uh, Pl- and Forest will get at least six, so we will actually be better off. Um, Plucky planned it. Panda says El Bobble says we're getting the same silk, but yeah, but that's that was out anyway. It was reported yesterday, that it's wasn't it? It's not rocket science as yeah. well, but fair play, yeah, to, yeah, uh, to the Bobble if he's because he must have heard it, and that's good. But it was out there yesterday that they were getting the second, they were getting them back again. Um, it's good that he's available, but we're not getting we're not doing ours what till April. Mm. It's yeah. a bit mad, isn't it? Um, Rich Bonds it wasn't Rich it was Rod rather said uh, has this story about the New York Yankees guy wanting to buy us got any legs no I don't I wouldn't know mate but I I'm not going to change my image my uh, sorry my image my opinion if there was really anyone waiting to buy Everton we'd know about it yep and there isn't all of this the hiding in the shadows wait it's nonsense honestly because anyone like John said if this fell through, then people might come out and go... There'll be lots of interest. Oh, more sharks oh, will yeah. come out and go, oh, all right, let's have a go with this then. That's why it's really dangerous for for uh, people, in my view anyway, mm. it's interesting what your view is, to, to, to almost get themselves into a... I don't know whether emotional is the right phrase, but an emotional state that almost says anyone but 777, anyone mm. but them. Because there's a lot of sharks out there. Mm. And this football club, if when Triple Seven are told yes, no, let's say it's no, there'll be lots of interest of picking up mm. an undervalued Premier League football club. Yeah. And you know, but if but if the people who want to buy it are those let's just say they're glazer types, they mm. can see an opportunity, they don't intend to use their own money, they just believe they can run this football club fiscally better than the current ownership have. That doesn't necessarily tick the boxes for us fans, mm-hmm. which is why it's fascinating, or it would be fascinating to understand what criteria, because we're talking about criteria, aren't we? Mm-hmm. What criteria Farhad Mashiri has used <laughs> for determining who he's going to sell his shares to? Because I don't have an issue. It's, it's a bit brutal, this, him selling his share to whoever he wants, mm-hmm. i.e. whoever pays him most money for them. Mm-hmm. I do have an issue, him claiming it's good for the club, Without us knowing know why you. it's good, why for, it's good for us, yeah. And yeah, if yeah, the, yeah. part of the answer is they've proven to him at least, whoever they are, in this case, Triple Seven, they can run the club better. They've got the funding to, to, to satisfy its obligations for the next three years mm. and can clear away some of the debts with his help. Then it's curious why we would then turn that into anyone but them. Because whoever comes along instead of surely has to tick at least those boxes. We've got to, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, well, so you would have thought. You know, a, a gaggle of business guys who are small millionaires getting together is no better, is it, potentially, than a small billionaire who doesn't know what he's doing. You just need someone who does know what they're doing. And that's the key. So you're right, and I've said it more than once, if, if people are serious, you've got a great opportunity which might be slammed shut by the end of the week in the sense that if Triple Seven get told yes, and if they don't say, um, if they get told no, mm. then anyone who's serious who claims to have been in the shadows has mm. missed first mover opportunity yeah. because there will be others then. See, if you're really serious, you wouldn't have been waiting. No, no, you, you get in you there. Match it up. You, you provide a viable mm. alternative. You don't have to show your draws, do you? But you have to show that you exist, mm. you know, I mean, just a simple statement from be it a consortium or whatever saying, 
we believe we fully satisfy the Premier League's obligations. We would expect to pass the fit and proper owners test without mm. any difficulty whatsoever. And we've got the money to fund Everton for the next three years. Mm. Here we are. Yeah, of course. And there'll be huge pressure then it's on, known where... on Mashiri minimally mm. to meet with these people. Other people let it be known, didn't they? With United and things oh, like gosh, that. Gosh, yeah. Um, Corey says uh, six more points around the corner. It's quite obvious. Rules are now set. They can't go against that. The only chance is they class Everton breaches as one, but it doesn't sound like it. Well, it does sound like it because that's what the KC said yesterday. You can't count twice. They still could because they might just go, well, we'll ignore what the last KC said, but then when Everton go to appeal appeal on that, it'll, then you're going for a fourth set. So we're going to really go through. For, and Everton will be like, well, we got told. It's, My, it's a minefield. I, I would suggest, you know, and some of these guys do listen, so you never know. Mm. You might hear it, mate. Um, I would suggest that the Premier League's objective for our second charge should be that we don't appeal it. Yeah, it should be. It should be. Because it gets, it's better for them if the if Forest yeah. go, yeah, we'll take that and there's no appeal. And Everton go, yeah, we'll take that because then... And then the decks are cleared for the rest of the season. For the rest of the season. Yeah. The minute you start going into appeals, it's dragging it out again, isn't it? Um, I think if Forest got six points, they won't appeal it. No, oh, there's no way for us, Will. Um, Dave says, lads, I don't mind players having to be sold to balance the books. It's the fact that the line of credit was from day one. Oh, sorry, was from day to day. Admin of the club, we'd have gone bankrupt. And Ravon says, we were that well run under Ken Knight that in 2011 he told the Blue Union in that infamous interview he begged the banks not to... Care. Yeah, you're not listening. We're not saying Everton were well run. We're saying they were relative, we, relatively... Well run since then in the finances then. and compared to what we've done now. Yeah, absolutely. That is what we're saying. We had players. We still bought players most seasons. We had two years when we didn't and that was well we documented. We must have been doing something right. We were always near the top. So we were, yeah. in some respects, we were well run, mate. me. I'm not saying, I've said before, it's well known that I, Except Bill Kennedy to the sold years and years and years and years ago. Totally agree. And everyone was saying the same and thing. And Mashiri should have been his answer. And Mashiri should have definitely been, you know, haven't hung on to it that long. Mashiri should have definitely been where his association with Everton ended. He could have been like president over there doing whatever. Nice seat in the stand. But he didn't. But what we're saying is, when you look at the both tenures, we were... Probably in a better, will we were in a better situation. Have we ever, Maybe. including all the spending of Mr. Mashiri's money, I'm mm. calling him Mr. In, in, in deference to Grant Ingalls, right? I used to call him Mr. Um, and criticised me for not putting the Mr. in front. Mm. Um, anyway, have we ever had a group of players since, like the one you reeled off? No. Absolutely. So, yeah, we may have been not well run because we had to sell, distress sell a particular player like Arteta, for example. Yeah. But we must have been well run to get him in the first place. <laughs> Listen, again, yeah, it's we can't go subjective. back. We're just saying with, with relatively small money, we, we did well. We must have done well because we were always up near the top, weren't we? That's yeah, what we're yeah, saying. Yeah. Like, when I say the top, I mean like the top eight. We were always in and around the top eight, really. Come on, the eighth anniversary is up. It's a huge disappointment. Is mm. We all thought, say, okay, I won't put words in people's mouths. I thought mm. that the restriction we had, which was we were very short of cash in the sense that the owner didn't have the capacity, the owners, because don't forget mm. that there was two others but the owners didn't have sufficient funds of their own to invest in the business and that was 
where the ceiling came from, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Moyes and, and, and Ken Wright trying to work as a double act could only take us so far. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. over the hill on a big white horse came a guy with billions to spare. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, a commitment to spend a big chunk of it. Mm-hmm. And from then on, it went downhill. Yeah. Um, Which is sad, hence Viv Nich- Nicholson. There's ben definitely ben not been an offer of 1.1 billion to stabilise Everton Football Club. There just hasn't. If this is the weekend stuff. It's all based on the Philippe O'Claire article where Philippe himself says it's been misunderstood what he said. Mm. I'd be made up if there was. If Sheik Yassim or whatever his name is, he wanted to buy United and was like, I've got 5 billion. I'll prove it. I'll go and buy go and get him. Instead. Go and get him right now. I'll give Jim Radcliffe a bloody nose. It's yeah. not happening, is it? Yeah. It's not happening. Um, uh, Dave says, what do you guys think of Colin Chong's situation running the club as CEO and the stadium company? Sorry? What do you think of Colin still being the CEO, but also running the stadium? Well, he's clearly not a CEO, doesn't want to be the CEO, and we should have a different CEO. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one yeah. with experience. But there's no one to make decisions. Because tomorrow, mm-hmm. it's always tomorrow, the ownership mm-hmm. might, stroke, will change. Yeah, Which is why we need a decision out of the Premier League. Mm. It's fine and dandy for people to say, oh, Mashiri should pull out of the agreement when people don't know what the agreement is. Mm. And 777 surely deserve the right after 150 million plus of, you know, you know, emergency funding and all the time they've waited for at least the Premier League to have the courtesy to say yes or no. Mm. And if they say no, fine. Mm. I won't be happy because we've wasted time because they've taken so long to say no. Oh, sure, yeah, if they yeah. say yes, triple seven will be absolutely over the moon, presumably, because it, you know, because it gives credit credentials and credibility to triple seven football group. Mm. And then we have to see whether they can walk the talk. But right now we don't know either of those. It's mm. madness, um, complete madness. Rich has said if you've breached the latest period, the last year must have been forty million, and therefore the trend is going back up. Wouldn't that count against you? It should should count against us. Well, it depends it, what what it is that's made us go up. Well, it will count, Moni. It? It'll count against us. That's why we're mm. back in. But, but that's where that, mitigation comes in. So then, the mitigation of we've you we've already been done for years one and two of of, of the three year cycle means you won't get well. It means you shouldn't get done again because there's no way of getting out of years one and two. Is there when you're in this cycle? We've already been punished for it. How? Why are you getting punished for it again? Mm. If that makes sense. Mm. If it was a case of that's gone now because you've been punished for it. And then you're on the next three-year cycle and you fail it again. Absolutely, you should probably get done even worse, I would suggest, because you're not learning. But you can't rob a Mars bar and then go in and they, they still do you for the Mars bar, even though you've been punished The 2023 for it. PSR, well, we said it before, didn't mm-hmm. we? But the 2023 PSR, and the guy who's asking it is right, um, the PSR accountable losses must be 40-ish million because, as we said before, 55 and 10 65 and the and the threshold is 105. But don't forget, um, we don't know the scale of the breach. We, you know, we, we just don't know. But if the judgment is carried forward, and this is something which may or may not take happen in the coming weeks, I suppose, surely there's an argument that we actually haven't breached in real in objective terms. As long as we're below 105, because mm-hmm. the judgment is, as you say, 
T minus one and T minus two should not be included mm -hmm. because we've just been punished for them. Mm -hmm. Right, right through these uh, premier comments. Um, ho ho. Eight, eight years of all talk, no trousers, says Benjamin. <laughs> uh, Peter says, eight years of instability, never witnessed so many managers coming and going. That's extraordinary. Embarrassing yeah. is the last eight years, correct? Uh, James says, Osmanov mentioned in the findings yesterday, if the Ukraine war didn't happen and he came in, could we have still ran this PSR charge? Feels like without gigantic sponsorship, which would have been scrutinised by the Premier League, the failure to meet PSR was always going to happen because of the mismanagement. No. No, because we would have had... When you look at... How can United get £600 million for a training kit and sponsorship? So we would have been able to keep increasing the sponsorship and that wouldn't have been a big hole in our budget. Their plan, right, was mm. for um, Alicia Usmanov to become a minority shareholder, mm. maybe 25%. If that was done by diluting mm. the shareholding of Farhad Mishir, in other words, through a share placement, mm. then the, the, the income from him, him being Usmanov, would have gone to the football club. Yeah. So yeah. in simple terms, if you, at that, in that moment, the, the football club was valued at £400 million, 400 million pounds, mm. and Alicia Usmanov took 25%, then the football club would just get a cash injection of £100 million pounds mm. right there, right? And then... Um, and that sorts out any yeah, losses. Later, and then right? his company, and mm. you would, this is the curiosity, mm. you would do his um, stadium naming rights prior to him becoming a significant shareholder because you don't want a related party challenge right mm. so you do the the um the naming rights thing first and that would have put a cash injection of what 275 million was mm. it which would presumably have landed inside the stadium development company mm. which means that would be flush with cash right mm. and therefore the borrowings that have actually got us into the mess in the first place wouldn't have occurred would they no nope. so it's just all about timing mm. Uh, Which and, is classic heaven. And both of those could have become significant mitigations if they'd got wet signatures on pieces of paper. Mm. Heads of terms, for example, on one or both of them would have probably satisfied these judges we've been talking about in, in, in the last numbers of months. But that's the, that's and, and on so, the CEO. And all, all, yeah, all that wraps up in bad planning, bad management, bad decision-making, and ultimately as well, bad communication. Mm. All the things we've been saying for quite a long time need to be put right. Mm. Um, well, uh, Kev Rex says, eight years of an absolute crap show. Machiri has been an unmitigated disaster, and the sooner we're shut of them, the better. Uh, really open the room of other investors other than Triple Seven is true. And yeah, I, I don't see it, Kev. I honestly don't see these other people, it's easy to go to these people waiting. Well, where are they? I believe it when I see it. And I haven't seen anything. I haven't heard anything other than throwaway comments by people who've got skin in the game. These people who are waiting are likely to be as bad, if you want to say triple seven are bad, or worse than triple seven. They're going to be the same kind of people. And see, people it, say... I think it's dangerous when you just yeah. read people who've quite clearly got agendas against and, and pick off any, like John said, anyone other than these. Let's be honest, the, the, the water's worse swimming in now is full of sharks, isn't it? It's no one's there going. There's no Evertonian there, is there, who's a multi-billionaire going. Like Jim Ratcliffe, you mean? Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. What Everton need, and this is the reality, Everton need a billionaire who genuinely wants to make Everton the best. Now, you might say, well, that was far, that's, but I don't believe it. 
because you don't yeah. leave any stone it's unturned. It's a United fan. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So he might have thought, well, I can make this better and it'll make me some money, whatever, yeah. right? Or I can go, I own this. That's book. a viable reason as well. We need, in my opinion, the thing what I would be most comfortable with, but they're not out there, but is a Jim Ratcliffe type Everton. A very, or, very wealthy Everton. Or someone who, say it was Tim Cahill, had some rich Qatari mates who were billionaires and... He kept having me, and he was like, "You know what? Let's do it. Let's then. go and bloody the nose of the Premier League. Let's yeah. go and make Everton." The, and they had a determination to go. We're going to make Everton the very best. We're coming for Liverpool in that city. We're coming for the, the Man Premier City League. thing, right? And yeah. they come in and they determined. Look what City have done. Put the parked the hundred and fifteen charges over there for, <laughs> for a now. minute. But they come in. The and fans go, are happy. We're making this. <laughs> We're buying this. Finch Farm's going to get a state-of-the-art, whatever. We're making this better. We're putting this these things in place. We're making Everton the number one, and we won't rest till we do. And they start evidencing it by great staff coming in, and you know, because you get the feel early on where the things are really changing, and they've got the money to back it up. Then you could get really excited. Everton aren't in them waters. Everton are in the waters of needing someone mm. to come in and take over and I would suggest anybody with a plan will make this better yeah I agree than what it currently is is that right our triple seven right for Everton I've no clue but I certainly wouldn't be reading articles from a couple of people and, and making my decision on it there could be other people well better but where are they if you are there and you're a billionaire and you see the opportunity for this football club, you would let it you'd let it be known. You wouldn't be hiding in the, I don't think so anyway. That's just my and this is obviously only my opinion. Kane says why the football club lying again? Do they ever learn? Lying Objectively misleading is lying. Just like they've lied to the fan base. Not in legal terms, it's not. Um it's fundamentally different in legal terms. He says, a statement on Friday, this is March, said the club strongly contests the allegation of non-compliance and together with its independent team of experts is ex entirely confident it remains compliant. That was in March 23. Um, and hard questions need to be asked when they accepted minus six points yesterday. Why they accepted? Well, they had, to, they had to, didn't they? I think. I don't think there was anywhere else to there go. There's the next stage to go to, but... Is there? Yeah. Oh, okay. They well, could do, but they won't know. because they've issued a statement saying mm. they're satisfied. So. But the Premier League the, the, didn't the didn't the findings say Everton didn't lie? No, they didn't lie. Mm. Yeah. The findings said that the yeah, commission Evan said Everton did didn't lie. lie. The, so. It's a very legal thing. The mm. difference between, if you will, not telling the truth and lying. Mm. Like Manchester City, for example, are choosing not to give information to the Premier League, aren't they? Mm. Well, that's a bit like lying as well, isn't it? Mm. But you do it that way. Uh, right, on a race, because we... Uh, I think, just late, an observation yeah, about yeah. the six-point thing. I, I, when I was speaking last night to somebody, I was, the analogy I was using that, um, we've got the same silk going the second time. Mm. And in a sporting sense, let's use the example, we've just played the away leg of a game mm. and we've got an away goal. Yeah. And the next case is the home leg. So in other words, he's playing the long game, I mm -hmm. think, because the overall outcome may be that we end up with a lower point deduction than if we behave differently. <laughs> Do you get my drift? Yeah. Part of it, if we've really spooked the Premier League and you say Masters himself is fuming, mm -hmm. if we've really spooked them mm -hmm. and they, 
if you will, their form of defence is to attack, then the situation needs to calm down. Someone has to be the grown-up in the room mm. and say, how can we get to a mutually beneficial outcome? Mm. Mm. And maybe, just maybe, that the mutually beneficial outcome as, as its first commitment on our side, not to challenge six points being a minimum, mm. when that's what Richard Masters wants it to be. And what's the quid quo pro on that? Mm. That we don't get done the second time. Mm. With the points deduction, I mean. Yeah. Maybe we get a sanction, but hey-ho. Uh, Steve Kelly says, all right, lads, hope you both Hi, well. Day, Eight years of poor decisions by this joker. He was relying on his mates helping him. He's been an utter disgrace in the last 18 months. Well, he was getting 300 million a year in dividends, so actually mm. he could rely on his own money to pour down the drain. But when that tap got turned off, that's it. Isn't it? Uh, Richard says, worst billionaire accountant ever. Does he even have an accounting qualification? Typical yes, Everton does. to be the first to get done when we have the wealthiest accountants at the helm. Did he learn nothing from the Russian oligarchs? Stuart says, eight years, steady decline. Sure, his intentions were good and he's delivered a world-class stadium, but he's not been patient enough with managers and has shattered the fans' morale. Jake says, should Dobbin and Chimiti have had more game time? Because what have they, you know, what have they done to justify yeah, it? They haven't, if they, I imagine, well, I imagine, I don't know, mate. How do I know? I don't know what they're like in training, do I? mean, Timothy got sent off for kicking a ball away last night on a booking. So there you That's go. frustration, though, isn't it? Yeah, but he scored two and they were winning. Yeah. He should have been buzzing. Uh, Gareth says, very emotional 10 days health wise, nearly died. Oh, wow. Being very ill. But started the long journey to recovery. Will be months, but wishes, better mate. than the alternative. Yeah. I felt ill, but rather than go to doctors, I was self-medicating for what I thought was gout and tonsillitis. But it wasn't. It was a serious infection called Group D, streptococcus, that can seep into the blood wow. and organs, which can kill you, which mine had. If my missus hadn't rang 999 against my wishes when she did, I'd be dead. Five surgeries so far, Jesus. I'm going to need several more surgeries starting tomorrow. And Salford Royal will be my home for a while. My missus can literally call herself a lifesaver. Two things, do not self-diagnose, and the NHS staff are amazing. Get well soon, Gareth. Yeah. Obviously, you know Gareth from the, the Premier Nights. Yeah, I support that. Um, Look after yourself, Take it mate. easy, mate. And don't do it yourself. Do what doctors mm, say. Do exactly yeah, what they say, mate. Jez uh, says, Christ, you madman. Glad you have recovery in sight and make sure you listen to your wife moving forward. Spot on. Jez um, says, I still think we need an explanation how the six points are deemed appropriate and those minutes that Dickie Masters has refused to share. From this judgment, mm. it, and, and I think I replied to Dom King earlier on about it, um, it's becoming part of the statute. Just they, they being the legal people involved, have concluded that um, a PSR breach equals a sporting advantage, which in turn means a points deduction. And they've decided, with no fact really, mm. uh, to support it, that six points is the minimum. Mm. So it's, there is no evidence to support it. The only evidence is we just got six points <laughs> deducted. Mm. And that will become the reference point for future cases. But... You're right, no point looking, mate, for any explanation as to how it's, it is what it is. Um, part of the referencing is what clubs in the EFL have ended up with, notably Sheffield Wednesday, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, depression. So maybe Rick Parry made it up. Yeah. 
Quite possibly. Yeah. I mean, he's not exactly great either, is he? No. Rick he just Parry. looks good alongside Masters. Yeah. Who wouldn't? Richie Masters is the, the duff, isn't he? He's the one who's, you know, he's the one that's going to make you look good. Peter Principal. Um, oh, hey, oh, that is life. Uh, Ned Schliebe says it's very this possible. Ned, no. The one eating an apple. So it's very possible Triple Seven are being used as a conduit <laughs> for Usman off machinery to remain in charge and invest money. Seen a few things on Twitter. Set. Well, it is always, listen, it is always possible. Of course it is. Who knows? Um, Adam says, if example, the next points deduction was 10 points using that logic. Baz, would the club appeal if they got another two points? I don't think they would. If Forrest got six, say, and Everton got two, I don't think Everton would appeal. No, I don't think Everton would appeal. I think Everton points. would go, yeah, all right. They, they, they must deal have, with it. They must have, as part of their planning... Mm. A view that says, how many points are we prepared to take without going to appeal? Yeah. Um, Steve Guy says, if there was ever a case, you'd be careful what you wish for. It was Mashiri, his abdication of responsibility by leaving Ken Knight and his frankly incompetent board in place is the downside of his legacy. The upside of his legacy is, of course, the new stadium. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, Russell, his first lineup when he took over the Chelsea game in the FA Cup was... Mashiri, Robles in goal, Coleman, Jack Yelka, Funes, Mori Baines, uh, James McCarthy, Gareth Barry, Aaron Lennon, Ross Barkley, Tom Cleverley, Romelu Lukaku, Everton Subs, John Stones, Aruna Kone, Nias, Bezic, Delafeu, Osman and Howard. Wasn't it hugely wonderful, was it? Some... There were some good players there. there really His first Premier League that. season that he was in charge was Stecklenburg in goal, Holgate, Jack Yelka, Funes, Mori, James McCarthy, Adrissa Garnagate, Gareth Barry, Leighton Baines, Ross Barkley, Gerard Delafeu, Kevin Morales. And on the bench, Kone, Lennon, Cleverly, Robles, Oviedo, Davis and Galloway. Rom, of course, was injured. Yeah, He come back the week later at West Brom and he mm. won 2-1. Yeah. But if you think of that squad and then you There's a core money, there. That's the point. There's a you, core there. It shouldn't take much to make that team all right. Um, Brian, he, he wouldn't come for an interview, mate. No chance. Uh, Evan Viking. Invite Masters for an interview. <laughs> Carlo did improve a lot of players. Don't care what anyone says. It didn't work out how it should. But I reckon if we would have had fans, we'd have coasted into Europe. Yeah. And my series being a disaster, GA says Premier League corrupt slide. Um, the Tyler, I the late Everton's second case, the EFL. I've got its own rules, UEFA has got its own rules. The Premier League doesn't have to apply. The, the commission doesn't have to apply those rules. That's basically what he says. Benjamin says, What does Colin Chong do? I prefer Cheech and Chong. And Rob says, I used to like Simon Jordan, but today's marvin off. Went over by 300 million. He's a, he's a clown, Simon Jordan. Sadly, I used to like him. He's turned into that blur that they wanted, which is piss everyone off. So people phone up and phone up. Yeah. And he, he's, for a fella who put Crystal Palace it's 10 minutes from administration or in administration and nearly went out of business. He really should keep his mouth shut. Right, we're going. We, In fact, stay where you are, because me and John will be on more than the game in 10 minutes. We might do a bit more on this, if you're lucky. <laughs> See you in a minute. 